Today's sermon is entitled, Incarnation, God, Give Me a Body. Incarnation, God, Give Me a Body. The word incarnation means in flesh. In, the prefix I-N, carnation from the root carne, meaning meat, flesh. You've heard of carne asada. Uh, it is flesh. It means it is meat. When you talk about incarnation, then you are talking about a body. The incarnation, biblically speaking, is when Jesus became flesh. John 1 and 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Later on it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we see how the Word by itself had limitations, and it needed a body in order to establish actions. And I'm setting you up. Whenever he appeared in the Old Testament, whenever Jesus appeared in the Old Testament, or if he appeared in the Bible before he came through Mary, he was called, listen, he was called the incarnate Christ. That sometimes when we saw him in the Old Testament, we saw him manifested as the incarnate Christ. But he had not yet come in the flesh through Mary. So what I want you to see today is that putting something in flesh, watch this now, makes it visible. Mm. Putting something in flesh reveals it. In other words, it creates access. When I can see it, I can touch it. My hands can pick it up. In other words, the spiritual nature of God took on the natural nature of man, the carne, the body of man. So remember the sermon is entitled, Incarnation, God, Give Me, a body. An incarnation is a body that houses, listen, a deity or spirit. So a body by itself can do nothing. But a body or a spirit that has been given a body for it to work and be seen and to do stuff that creates the physical soul. We relate to this earth by our flesh. When I come over your house, you see me. You say, hey, PC, you don't relate to my spirit. We relate to one another by our flesh, but we relate to God by our spirit. You tracking? So watch this now. Our lifetime clocks. Oh, you're going to miss this. Little Ben, watch this. Our lifetime clocks, they start ticking at the point of the entry of your flesh. 
When you are born as a baby, they say you were born January 21st, 19 whatever, at 5.20 p.m. They don't start your life timetable until your flesh has been pushed Ah, oh, God, into the world. Stick with me for a minute. The flesh hungers and thirsts. The spirit ain't hungry. The spirit don't need drink. The flesh does. It is the body that creates certain nuances and distinctives for us here on earth. But apart from our bodies, there are certain nuances our spirit wouldn't even think to do as it relates to the body. So the characteristics of the flesh are manifested when there is an incarnation, when a spirit inhabits a body. The question is, what is put in the flesh? Incarnation. What is put in the flesh? Well, I just told you the answer is the spirit. The spirit is put in a body. Inside our bodies have been given a spirit. When Adam was created, God breathed into the body his nephesh, his spirit, the breath, the blow, the wind, into the body, and he became a living soul. So let's analyze this. Spiritual beings need fleshly bodies. Spiritual beings need fleshly bodies. The reality is that God is spirit. Ah, God, come on. God, the Father, is spirit. No man has seen him because no man can look on God and live. The only way we could ever see God physically is if God had a body. <laughs> we are spirits then made in his image. And in the beginning, God created Adam to give his spirit a body. And why do you think God gave Adam a body? So that Adam could get things done on the earth. A spirit cannot pick up a leaf. A spirit cannot drink water or eat a hamburger. A flesh needs protein. A flesh needs vitamins. Flesh needs these things. So when Adam was created, God gave Adam a directive, said, I want you to manage my earth. Bodies get things done. And what many of us need is a body. You don't need another church. Some of y'all running to church to church. I ain't getting what I need spiritually. You got everything you need spiritually. What you need is a body. You need a 
body that hungers and thirsts. You need a body that reacts to life. You need a body that doesn't just lay around comatose all day. You need a body that gets up to do something. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So today I want to remind us how much of an important role our bodies play in the plan of God and why it is so important for us to take better care of this body. I know you like that, deacon of health. We only get one body. What will you do with yours? We only get one body. And it is safer. Listen, we run around. It's safer for us to make our religion spiritual and disconnected. That way we don't have to take responsibility for anything. But the most impactful Christian is the one that makes their Christianity front and center right in front of people's faces every day with the good and the bad. In other words, some people are so spiritually deep. They pray in quiet. They pray in tongues. They don't come out the house. I can't go here. I can't go there. My spirituality is so private and secret and only God knows me and it's just me and Jesus. I'm telling you, you are out of order. Jesus came to earth to be a body, to go where the publicans were, to go where the drinkers and the sexers were, the liars and the cheats. He walked among the earth because he had a body to do so. And he had a body that was recognizable for people to be able to see who is this man? Who is Jesus? But you are staying safe. Because you don't want anybody to ask the question, who are you? We have all the spirit necessary to envision God's will for our lives. We, oh, I got a vision from God. But what you lack is the body to act on it. Uh, X, action to do it. We'll see later that I'm not just talking about a physical body. It could be a body, a network body, a framework of body. And I'll explain that in a minute. But we each need our own incarnation. Somebody say, God give me a body. Come on. God give me a body. The reason for needing a body is that there is a significance between the body and the spirit. Let me explain this to you a little further. The spirit generates ideas. Watch this now. The body don't come up with no ideas. All of that creativity and all the passion comes from your spirit. But your spirit cannot create actions. It cannot fulfill the vision. Ooh, come on. An action is the process of doing something. It is the way you achieve an aim. So when we say, why don't you act right? What we're saying is, we're saying achieve the goal of what the value is. We're saying act right. Let your actions be expressive of what the spirit has created. Are you tracking? So what you need for all of your godly vision all your spirituality, for all your deep deity in this, de- deifiedness, you need a body 
Why? Because spirits lack substance. They lack form. They cannot be seen. None of us can see the Holy Spirit, but we can see the effects of him. I've already preached that months ago, weeks ago. So watch this now. When God created Adam and Eve to express himself physically in the earth, God created Adam and Eve to give people a visual of who he was. He said, I want to create mankind to interact with them. I want to be in relationship with them. And Genesis says, God made man in his image. So the power of God is expressed ah, in frail human bodies. But watch this now. Listen to me. Man at this point, when Adam and Eve were created, was without sin. His spirit was pure, watch this, and his spirit, his body, would not die. When Adam and Eve were created, they, would, they weren't scheduled to die. And if we look back in history, people closer to God's creation lived a lot longer. Methuselah lived 900-something years. People was living for hundreds and hundreds of years. We can barely get to 70. The psalm says man can live 70 if he lives real good. If he's blessed, he can get to 80. All right? So we understand that sin created that problem. Once sin entered and contaminated man's spirit, instantly it started the death clock. Oh, watch this now. Watch this. So remember I said when you're born, when your flesh comes into the earth, it starts your birth clock. But when sin entered into the earth, it started your death clock. Oh man, this is too deep. Joy, I've got to, I better roll this back. Listen, sin contaminates the spirit. And it, listen, it, listen, when the spirit was contaminated, the spirit impacted and contaminated the body. But the Spirit of God is forever living. The body dies. The Spirit doesn't. <sighs> listen to what it is. Listen, it is how you believe. It is the faith in your spirit that impacts the actions of your body. So if you embrace sin in your spirit, case in point, if you embrace stress, anxiety, negativity, negativity, toxicity in your spirit, it will impact your body at a heightened experience. You will grow older quicker. It affects your health. You get uh, breakout in hives. Your heart starts acting up, whatever it is. How you relate to God in spirit impacts the outcome of the actions in your body. So what I'm saying is, God give me a body. Somebody say it. God give me a body. A spiritual warfare has physical impact on our bodies. Whenever we fight the devil, oh, trust and believe, it's going to put some miles on your body. Come on, somebody. You aren't any good on earth without your body. Come I'm, I'm, Let me say it to y'all over here. You aren't any good on earth without your body. Somebody shout, God give me a body. Adam was the first man. Watch this now, because I'm trying to get you to see how the body gets fixed up. 
Because some of y'all doing work on your body and it's the wrong work. You, you're not doing the right work. You, you, you're doing, never mind. I ain't going to go there. I went there two weeks ago. Listen, listen, Adam was the first man, but the Bible says Jesus was the last Adam. In other words, Adam messed it up. Eve messed it up, gave the fruit to Adam. They both ate it, believed the lie of the serpent. And guess what? Their bodies started dying. Surely they began to die. So now their clock, their death clock was ticking. So Jesus says, all right, I got to become the new body. So this is why Jesus came way down the line in the flesh to demonstrate that his body could live forever. He had to die in order to rise again. So in other words, remember the scripture, unless a grain of wheat die in the, uh, get in the ground, plants in the ground and dies, it shall not bring forth fruit. Listen, it is the intensity, it is the intention of God to, to, to undo what the death of Satan did, the sin did to their bodies. Jesus comes to give a new body. Ah, God, I'm all, if, you, if you could go with me, I, if I would be in Corinthians, I would say, we talk about this earthly body must put on our heavenly body. This mortality must put on immortality. In other words, we will change in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. In other words, at the rapture. But I'm telling you, if we get the spirit of God the way we should get the spirit, we can still act right on earth in our earthly body. Oh man, is anybody getting this? Uh, come on, come on, go with me. Listen to this. So what I'm saying is God prepared Adam's body and then God had to prepare a body for Jesus. Ooh, watch this. You're going to, I'm going to show you the text in a minute. So a body was prepared for Jesus. And once he left, once he left the earth, he left his spirit to fill us. Do you, you get that? We talked about that in Acts, right? We talked about, on the, on the day of Pentecost, he transfers from his spirit to our bodies. Remember, they spoke in tongues. They got filled with the Holy Ghost. In other words, this decaying body needed help. And the Holy Spirit comes into the body to give it help so it can live right. So now the pure spirit has to rebirth us. So when you get saved, Romans 8 says, the spirit of the living God comes in us, bears witness with our messed up spirit and says, we are now children of God. So in essence, when we get saved, we get reincarnated per se, not literally. We get incarnated. In other words, our body gets new hope. Ah, God, listen, as long as you weren't saved and as long as you didn't have the spirit, your body was destined to do wrong. Woo! But once the spirit gets in you, your body has a chance to do right. And so what I'm trying to preach today is say, God, give me this incarnation so I can have a chance in 2022 to start acting right. Is anybody following me? Acts happens. The day of Pentecost comes. The spirit falls into bodies and the book of Acts becomes a book that is about bodies that are empowered by the Holy Spirit doing the work of God. And God doesn't want a bunch of, bunch of lazy, spiritual, 
scripture quote, quoting Christians coming to church, taking up seat space, saying amen and hallelujah, shouting around and falling out, foaming at the mouth, but won't do nothing. Who cares about how many scriptures you can quote? Who cares about you coming to church? Who cares? Have you taken what you heard in church to your coke-snorting, alizé-drinking, 40-ounce, booty-bouncing friend down the street and given them hope that they too can live a righteous and powerful, meaningful life? The church becomes the body of Christ. Oh, you're going to miss it. Woo! We get inspired by the Holy Spirit individually, but our bodies with your body, with Joy, with Shauna, with Ben, with Dee, with Lawanda, together we are the body uh, of Christ. So the body of Christ consists of many members, many people in the body, but we all need to be workers. We need our own incarnation. We need to be spiritual in our actions. So now let's discuss a text that shows God is the genius scientist who creates this new body for man, for Jesus. But this body won't sin. This body won't die. It, it was created to finish God's will. So God, listen, Adam failed. Aren't you tired of failing? 2021, you failed. 2020, you failed. Get a new body. Get an incarnation. Get in touch with God's spirit and start doing the will of God. God, I hope you're hearing me. So this is the type of body I want. I don't want the body that keeps dying and failing. I want the body that does right. I want the body that obeys God. I want the body that starts listening to the Holy Ghost I want to trade my old body in for a new body. Once your car has too many miles on it, what you need to do? You need to sell it or trade it in or squash it or junk it. You need something new. I want to trade it in for an upgrade. God, give me the up version. I want the V8. I'm tired of the V4. I want my incarnation. Somebody say, God, give me a body. Let me explain further. Let's look at Hebrews 10. God, I got to move fast. Look at this text. The text says, I'm going to look at verses 1 through 4. I won't read all the verses and come back. I got to hurry up. Let's go to verses 1 through 4. For the law, watch this now. Here's the text. For the law, it's it's in white, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. So in other words, the law didn't work. The law won't make it. In other words, remember I said Jesus needed a body. He came. The law didn't work. The sacrifices didn't fix it with the bulls and the goats. That didn't work. Year by year, they kept having to come back to try it again. It didn't work. I'm telling you, what God needed was a body. Jesus needed, the law didn't do it. He tried the law. They they messed up the law. They were down there partying. Moses went to get the law. They was having an orgy down at the bottom of the mountain. They was drinking and having an orgy. The law didn't work. The sacrifice didn't work. They got bulls. They came, got bought. Ananias, Sapphira, they lied, didn't bring that sacrifice. And the Holy Spirit killed them. And it had to be done year by year. In other words, every year you got to keep doing it over and over again. If it's going to work, it needs to work. Look at verse 2. He says, for then... 
It's if, if basically, if it would have worked, he says, for then, would they not have ceased to be offered? If the sacrifice worked, do we need to keep offering it? Because th- that the worshipers once purged should have had no more conscious of sins. But we do. We do. Verse three. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Why do I keep remembering it? Why do I keep going back to it? Why do I keep doing it? Because ah, I don't have the right body. Come on. Verse four says, for it is not possible. It is impossible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It won't work. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You need a body for this. You need a body for this. And God, what God is saying is, listen, what God is saying is, he's saying whatever whatever laws you've put in place, whatever rules you've put in place, whatever sacrifices, ooh, whatever, ooh, well, I, I go every day to do this. I go, but your heart ain't right. Your body, it's not right. God will reject it. I preached on that about when you go to the altar and you ain't right, you got an altar with your brother. He says, don't even give me your gifts because I won't take them. He says, the sacrifices won't work. And he says, listen, if you keep trying to do it this way, every time you mess up, you come run to church and you give a thousand dollars and you think, oh, that's good. And you think God is forgiving you. Okay. And he forgives you anyway, thousand dollars or not. It doesn't matter. But you don't know that dummy But you come back And guess what Every time you mess up Here you come running back again Here I'm back in church again Some of y'all only come church Easter Only on Christmas Because you have to do it every year You cannot grow in God enough To where you understand My sins are forgiven on Tuesday My sins are forgiven on Saturday I don't have to wait till Sunday Or Christmas or Easter To make atonement I know who I am in God And this scripture is teaching us That these things won't work Your rules you put in place, the sacrifices you made, the insufficient things you think, oh, just because I, just because I stopped smoking, just because I stopped doing this, just because I don't do this. I'm telling you, you can stop everything in the world, but if your heart ain't right, it's not going to be right with God. You need a body. Somebody say, God, give me a body. The work is never finished when you keep trying to fix it. Whenever you keep trying to do it on your own, you need a new body. What I'm trying to get you to see is that what is needed from this text, God is saying is not a law. It is not a sacrifice. It is not a recurring. If you do it, if you make 10 penance and the Catholic church gets that wrong in some ways, you, you got to make 10 penance, bring the rosary, pray 12 Hail Marys. And, no, you got to keep doing that. You got to keep coming. Once you accept Jesus, ah, when his body atones for your sin, you are done free clear once and for all God delivers us and he can't talk and I feel him so because he knew listen he knew his spirit couldn't be killed he needed a body so Jesus came watch this Jesus came and he needed a body because a spirit can't be killed so Adam had a body and his body began to die and so listen body for body Jesus had to redeem us with what was dying Jesus had to put on the same thing that was going down. He said, I can't redeem you by my spirit only. I've got to be you. I've got to. And that's why, beloved, sometimes God lets you go through stuff. God lets you experience the things that you are yet to help others be delivered from. God, Corinthians says this, chapter 8, verse 1. It says that with the same comfort that God has given you, you will be 
be able to comfort others. So don't sweat the stuff you're going through. It could be God's way of teaching you how to handle it in the flesh. You need to know what it feels like to lose a loved one. You need to know what it feels like when somebody breaks your heart. You need to know what it feels like to be broke and to handle a bag of quarters and go down to the laundromat. I keep bringing that up because that one touched me. That stung me. I came out of a house with a washer and dryer to a laundromat counting quarters trying to fold things and putting them in plastic trash bags. You need to know my preaching is better because of my laundromat. My preaching is better because of my divorce. My preaching is better because of going back and forth to court. My preaching is better because of visitation rights and custody and child support and all of these judgments and orders. My Preaching is better when I counsel a family about the detriments of divorce and what it goes, what how it deals with your body, how it makes you convulse, how it gives you ulcers, how it makes you lose your mind. I know what it is. <laughs> Whoa, I'm a better preacher because of what I'm going through. You can't help people being spirit only. Come on, somebody. The only way Jesus could die was to have a body. And the first was taken out of the way so he could establish the second. Look back at the verse. I want to go down to verse nine and look at verse nine. It says, then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He takes away the first so he can establish the second. The Bible says that after you have suffered a while, he will establish you and strengthen you and settle you. God says he's going to take away the misery of Adam and he's going to put you in a place that is stronger and that is undeniably resurrected by the power of God. Keep on, keep on. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap. It's tough now, but hold on, child of God. God is going to give you a new body. Somebody say, give me a new body. Look at verse 10. Let me go back to verse 10. Verse 10 says, by the which we, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Isn't it fitting how we talked about communion? By the which we all are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. How many times? Once and for all. What is it? We took communion today. We took communion today. We offered the body. It is symbolic of us being sanctified by the will of God. What I'm trying to tell you is when you relate to God by the Holy Spirit, your body becomes sanctified. Well, what does sanctified mean? Sanctified means you've been set apart to do something specific. When we say God is holy, holy means you've been set apart for something specific. What I'm trying to say, when you get a new body, your body is sanctified and your sanctified body is set aside to do acts that God has called you to do. Look at verse nine. Verse nine said, then said he, I come to do thy will, O God. In other words, I'm here to do something. Somebody say, God, give me a new body. 
Here it is. I want you to see that the Jesus is saying, I need a new body. This is what needs to happen in my life. I want you to understand that God is establishing a new order in 2022. That you have been called to do something specific with what God has given you specifically in your body. It is your body that creates the work. It is your body that gets tired. It is your body that indicates that you have been working. When you do something, when you do the work, you get sore because your body is saying, we've been working. But if your body doesn't talk back to you, you aren't doing anything. Oh God, I feel him. Now we too are to be living sacrifices. Let me go back to verse number five. Let me show you verse number five. Look at verse number five. It says this, it says, wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not but a body thou hast prepared for me. And that's the verse I want you to key on. A body has been prepared for me. God prepared a body for Jesus. And I'm telling you, God has prepared a body for you. Oh, I got to wrap it up. Oh, this is about to be juicy. We too are to be a living sacrifice, which means we need a body. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God to present your what? Bodies, a living sacrifice. He didn't say present your spirit. He didn't say present your church. He didn't say present your Bible. He said present your body. In other words, I want your body. I want your body. I want you to feel life. I want you to feel work. I want you to feel pain. I want you to feel all the negative so you can appreciate the positive when I bless you. That's why there's so many spoiled Christians around because they've been blessed without the burden. They don't have the burden to appreciate the blessing and they start tripping and acting like they deserve it. You idiot, you don't deserve it. You haven't experienced God's trouble and his trials. Sit down. That's why the Bible says don't elevate anybody too quickly because they will mess it up. You've got to get people who are seasoned in the word. People who know how to present their body a living sacrifice. Why? So you can prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will of God. Romans 12 makes it clear. You've got to present your body so you can know what to do. In other words, you need a body to know how to act so you can learn the perfect will of God. The sacrifice of our lives reveal his will for our lives. That's a quotable. The sacrifices of our lives reveal his will for our lives. In other words, the more I sacrifice, the more his will is revealed. Ooh, this is juicy. It's as if each action in the body is like an action on the altar. I become the sacrifice. And every time I act for God, I become the action, the sacrifice on the altar. And every time I offer my body on the altar, his will is revealed. You want to know what God's will is for your life? Then sacrifice your body. You want to know what God's will is for your life? Then do it till it hurts. You want to know what God's will is for your life? Then give yourself to something. Be all in. Pay for it if you have to. It is the will of God that leads us to the next point of where our lives are. The body is needed to do the will of God without error. If you look at verse Verse number 10, I want you to see this. 
the last verse, it said, the last verse puts up, it said in verse 10, it said, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. In other words, this is permanent. God in the body would complete his will and you don't need goats. You don't need bulls. You don't need sacrifice. You don't need pigeons. I'm telling you, the work of God is good enough. You don't need Tyrone. You don't need Lisa. You don't need the job. You don't need the family. You don't need those friends who are blackmailing you. You must stand in your own body. I am Pastor Cherry and this is my body. This is my body. And that's what Jesus said in the, God, in, in, the, in the epistles. He said, this is my body, which was broken for you. You can't break your body for somebody else. You've got to break yourself because of you, of who you are. You've got to know your own value that every breaking of me is the birthing of somebody else. You've got to be incredible in your own eyes. You've got to know what you can do and who you can be in God. Listen to this. The closer God is in body form, the more power we can experience. In other words, when Jesus, listen, when people were sick, they said, call Jesus because they understood that when Jesus' body was there, he could lay hands on them and he could heal the sick. Well, Jesus is gone. So who now is the body that represents Jesus? You need a new body where you can go to hospitals and lay hands on the sick and pray for people and pick people up and do the things that Jesus said. He, you greater things you will do than I did. We are the body of Christ. We'll start acting like it. Somebody say, God, give me a body. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your prayers and I appreciate your well wishes, but sometimes I need a body to come and visit me. I need a body to give me a physical hug. I need a body to feel and to touch. People say all the time, I was there in spirit, PC. Well, maybe so, but God gave us bodies for a reason. Somebody say, give me a body. Give me a body. <sighs> I wrap this up with this. Yeah, I'm almost done. Don't even worry about it. We good. Give me a body. God, give me a body. I need my own incarnation. I need my own bodily renewal. I need my own body to prepare me for a new body. I need God to prepare me for a new body in 2022. Listen to what I'm saying. If you let your knees, if you let your knees continue to lie on you, if you let your back keep you from doing God's will, if you let the pain in your left elbow keep you from the, I'm telling you, the body that God gives you will always be able to do the will of God. You might do it with a cane. You might do it from a wheelchair. You might do it with a, with a, a sling on your arm, but you will be able to do the will of God. I'm telling you, God gave Jesus a body to do the will of God. And when he had that body, he was able to do the will of God. So you complaining about your body? Um, who put you on the cross? Um, who hung you, put a, a, a big old thorn through your wrist and through your feet, then pierced you in the side and killed you? Have you, have you endured that? No, you haven't. You got to walk with a limp. You get up every morning, Jesus 
died for you. His body was given to die for you. He was given to do the will of God. And I'm telling you, there is a will of God for your life in 2022. And if you don't get your own incarnation, you will not do what God has called you to do. Somebody say, God, give me my body. God, prepare me a body to get this work done. I got work to do. Somebody say, God, give me a body. The other stuff ain't working. I tried going to church every week. The deacons don't like me. The ushers don't like me. I tried church hopping. I even moved to another state. I moved to another city. That didn't work. I changed husbands eight times. I changed why that didn't work. I tried the Quran. That didn't work. I tried to become a Muslim. That didn't work. I went to celibacy and I went to try to be a hermit and live in a mountain in a cave somewhere. That didn't work. I'm telling you the only thing that will work is if you embrace the broken body of Jesus Christ and it is the broken body that he sacrificed that gives you the atonement for the sin that was wrecking your life that started your death clock way back with Adam and Eve the rules don't work you think I'll do better if I just give myself a bunch of rules I quit sinning by by willpower for six months yeah I did I did real good by willpower after a while willpower run low it ain't nothing better than the Holy Ghost power the Holy Ghost power is stronger than willpower and some of y'all thinking I'm going to do better in 2022 if I just had the willpower. Stop it. You will fail again. I just told you every year, year after year you got to keep coming back and about get the body of Christ. Somebody say give me a body. It's all in my spirit, but now I need his body. 2022, I'm thriving with vision. I'm thriving with passion. PC got me turned on. LaWanda got me, oh, dude, I'm ready, PC, I'm ready. We all online, we're all excited. You can't do nothing with the spirit only. You need a body. Somebody say, God, give me a body. Oh, I'm wrapping this up. <laughs> I need God to give me, listen, a body of work. I'm going to tell you this. I'm giving a body of work. Today, sir is part of a body of work. I'm not just talking about a physical body. When I say, God, give me a body, I'm saying, God, give me a body of work. Give me a body of work. When I look online and I look at my publishing company, how many records have I written? That's my body of work. When I look at my catalog of books, I look at the books online, I say, that's my body of work. I want to tell God I got some more songs to write. God, give me a body of work. Somebody say, God, give me a body. God, give me a body. This sermon, every sermon I have online, I've got sermons dating all the way back to decades ago. I'm telling you, that is my body of work. You may not appreciate me today. You not appreciate, you don't like me. I don't have a thousand, ten thousand members, but wait till my legacy is released. That's my body of work. When Prince died, Prince died and everybody, you know, didn't nobody, no record comes, wanted to deal with him, so on and so forth. But when Prince died, guess what they discovered? They discovered discovered his vault. Somebody discovered the vault. Oh snap, I got a vault. A vault of what? A body of work. Now they fighting over his music. Who's going to get money? I'm telling you, Prince is making money even while he's dead because legacy is longer than your life. Your body will not outlive your legacy. Your legacy will always outlive your body. I've got a body of work that outlived my body 
on earth. Come on, somebody. I need a body. Somebody say, God, give me a body. How about a body of people? Some of you need a body of people. You need a network. You need somebody to help you stop lying. You need a body of people who are going to help support you. You need to be surrounded by people who are like-minded. You need to be surrounded with people who think like you. You need to be surrounded with people who want the same kind of stuff you do. You need a body of people. Somebody say, give me a body. You need a body of resources. Some of y'all are broke. You've got all these ideas, but you don't have tools or resources to act them in. Somebody say, God, give me a body of resources. Give me an organization I can partner with who can make this happen. I'm telling you, when people have an invention, they have to shop the product with businesses that can make it go live. I'm telling you, there are people out there who just need, they got the product, you got the vision, but you need a body of business resources. Somebody say, give me a body of work. Here is a body of support. You need a body of support. Some of you have tried to live your life saved, but you can't do it on your own. That's why we got breath for change. That's why we got Pastor Jerry. That's why we online. We got Cynthia Henry. We got Damien. We got Lawanda. We got Jonah. We got Tony. What are we? We're your family of support. We are your body of support. God gave you a body right here at Breath for Change so you can start living right. How about this? I'm wrapping it up. Please stay with me for a minute. But I need a body. Somebody say, give me a body. I need a body of water. (laughs) How about a body of water? Sometimes when I'm flying in a plane, I look over the vastness of the earth and I see a body of water. What is a body of water? Some of you need a body of water, which is a well in which to spring forth refreshing water. You need a body where you can touch in and you can say, refresh me, God. Some of you need to pour water on you. Don't you get up sometime, you're tired and you're oh, you're jumping, but you wait wake in that shower. Don't you remember the commercial Irish Spring? The soap that would smell so good and go woo And it would do all this for you. I'm telling you, you need a body of water. A body of water over which the Holy Ghost can hover. Where he can begin to design and implement the plans that he has for your life. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to destroy you. I'm preaching the book. Give me a body. Somebody say give me a body. Give my spirit body. Give me sheen. Give me form. Give me texture, God. Give me visibility. Give me stability. Help me with my extra inch on the pinch. Help me with my legs. Help me with my chin. I got a little hanging there. Help me with my gray. In other words, I want to represent you well when I get my body. Somebody say, give me a body. Lastly, somebody needs a body of focus. Somebody say, focus. What does that mean? That means I need a body that has eyes in front that only focuses on what's ahead and not behind me. Some of you need a body of focus where you just live your life looking straight ahead. Stop looking back at 2021. 2021 ain't going to change. Ain't nothing you can do for it. It's done and gone. But now you need a body.
body of focus. Somebody say, give me a body. I'm focused on what's ahead. I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Here's my final thoughts as we wrap this up. Are you ready for your incarnation? As God prepared a body for Jesus, he has prepared a body for you. And what he wants to know is if you are ready for action. My question for you today is, are you ready for action? Are you ready to get this work done? What he wants to know is, are you ready for the body I prepared for you? Do you want to begin living your life in a noticeable manner? Or do you always want to be behind the scenes? Some of you say, I'm a behind the scenes person. Yeah, but sometimes you're just doing that to hide. The reality is God has created you for a reason. And you got to get out in front of people. Are you ready to be a sacrifice for God's greater good? You might lose the job. You might lose the a friend are you can you handle it can you handle it can you deal with the emotional scarring of losing somebody because you stood up for what was right are you ready to give up religion and start building new relationships I got to read that one again are you ready to give up religion and start living in relationship can you let go of the tradition of yesterday and finally become your own unique person I'm tired of my family trying to dictate to me who I am and what I should do and who I should be. I am me. Woo! And name but one PC. You can't find my fingerprint nowhere else on this planet because that's the way God made it. I ain't trying to be you. I ain't trying to be like you. I ain't trying to please you. I'm trying to do what God created in this body. God give me a body. If that's your desire, God has prepared a body for you. And that body is here today. Woo! Here it is. If you're ready to put it on, I got bodies lined up. Bodies ready? Joy, bodies ready? Line them up. Let the first chapter of your new life story begin today with a new body of content. When I prepare my outline, I have an intro, I have a conclusion, and I have a body. The body is where the meat is, baby. You need a life with meat. You need a life that is not superficial and fake. Your acquaintances and associates, you need some real friendship. You need to fall in love. I'm talking about deep love, not one foot in, one foot out love. I'm talking about full body. Oh, wait a minute. How about wine? When if the wine is real good, it's full body. That's what they say. It's full body. You need a full body wine. You need something that's not light and airy. You need a full body wine. I'm telling you, when you wear your hair, you can wear it thin or whatever, but sometimes you can get it where it's got what? Full body. You need body. Body. God, give me body where I can sling my life around and people can say, girl, girl, you know you looking good. Yeah, I know my body's looking good. I'm not talking about the physical body. I'm talking about the body of work. I'm not perfect, but my writings are work that God has given me. My, my albums, my CDs, they're what God has given me. My ministry is what God has given me. My radio broadcast is what God has given me. My children, my family, my marriage, all of my mistakes is a part of my body of work and I'm proud of it (sighs) God is your author live out his words before a world who needs to hear what you have to say and see what you were born to offer somebody say God give me a body I'm PC
And that's all I've got.